comedians are in the ring doing things, which officially means uh, they're broaching on our territory. Raph, what the hell is going on? It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier when you've left the Daily Show and entered into the ring. I am your host, Kevin. With me, and thankfully to explain all of this nonsense, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? Okay, there's a few things going on. SummerSlam just finished, so no. John Stewart, WTF. I'm I'm gonna get there, but okay. uh, For those of you wondering why we're not doing coverage of the UFC from Hawaii, it's I mean it's Sunday. I just I don't want to. SummerSlam. I went to Hawaii once, and it was fine, but we just can't do the UFC. I love it, and I can't even prove it's actually taking place from Hawaii. That's how disinterested I was in doing it today, but. If things happen, like, well, it looks like something did happen. Uh, It looked like uh, somebody blew out their collarbone. So, yeah, let's really talk about how Max Holloway won that one via exploding collarbone. Yeah, definitely. Way more exciting than Jon Stewart participating in SummerSlam, Kevin. So cool. So cool. Very proud of him because... uh, one of the things about pro wrestling is you have to be able to talk. Some fighters who are really, really good or you heard know, about that wrestlers or superstars. Hey, if you the rock, would, they but the thing is, the rock was both athletic and good on the mic. And that's a very rare quality to have. Not a lot of people are like that. Some people are just good at being the wrestler. Some people are great on the mic. Sometimes if they merge, it's very difficult. But if you're like a guest host, sometimes the people, they don't care. They just kind of boo you like, what the hell are Kathy Lee and Hoda doing here hosting Monday Night Raw? Good try, guys. We see right through this plan. But Jon Stewart got asked to uh, actually host SummerSlam after a really cool appearance he did a few months back. And it was with a guy named Seth Rollins. So, you know, he had this feud where they went back and forth. He would address it on The Daily Show, which is a big spot, especially as Jon Stewart's ending. Well, comes tonight, Jon Stewart not only hosting there, but goes out. During Seth Rollins's match against John Cena, do you know what happens here? I don't. Okay, I'm going to explain it to you. It's amazing. I know Seth Rollins versus John Cena is a huge match. Yes, because it's title for title. So and Seth Rollins has great hair. Are you jealous of his hair? Absolutely. Everyone okay. should be. Okay. So, you know, things are looking rough. It's a good match. There's botches everywhere. People are, you know... Finisher after finisher, and we get to the very end, and both of the guys are basically exhausted to the point where John Cena has done the unthinkable, which is he has knocked out a ref while trying to finish Seth Rollins. There's the three count that he can get, but there's no ref to count it. Well, out comes John Stewart with chair in hand, Kev. What do you think he does? Hits the referee harder. No. Gets John Cena's autograph, writes a joke for Seth Rollins, wins the title. Not bad. But what happens here is uh, John Cena is kind of coming too, and John Stewart looks at him and had said earlier in the night, hey man, if you need anything, I'll be there for you. And then proceeds to hit him with a steel chair. Holy what? Yup. So John Stewart just turned heel on a major wrestling show now kev this is pretty big news it's going to be the most trending news of the whole whole fiasco but what if i were to tell you there was even bigger news there's no way there's bigger news absolutely you already told me about the clavicle you already told me about john stewart i cannot imagine (laughs) what else is going on what if i were to tell you the undertaker fought brock lesnar 
Holy shit. Mm. I would say The Undertaker's still fighting, and then I would say <laughs> Brock Lesnar's still fighting? Okay. I'll tell you this much. I don't know how much you remember uh, about I definitely remember The Undertaker being not young when I was watching it 15 <laughs> years ago. That's what okay. I remember. Okay, and do you recall how long it took The Undertaker to get to the ring? Uh, years, usually. Like, it seemed to take him forever. Now think about him being older. <laughs> he's still on his way. The, the fight wrapped a few minutes ago. He's, still, he's still making it out there. The fight will pick up any second now. No, actually, there was a match between him and Brock Lesnar. Now, Brock Lesnar, when he does these fake wrestling matches, he brings a lot of intensity to the point where I'm like, I think he's probably hurting himself. And during the fight, he actually was bloodied. Like, he looked worse in the face because of the blood than he did at some of his fights in the UFC. So the match goes on. Finisher after finisher, usual kind of thing. But at the very end, Brock Lesnar secures what he likes to call a Kimura, what some of us in the community may say, eh, not so much. But um, the community of Latino journalists? No, the community of uh, authentic grapplers. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, yes. Oh, I'm in that one. Okay, cool. Okay, you might yeah. be. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Perhaps like, no, one. you are not. Shut up. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves, Kevin. So, Kev, how many times do you finish a Kimura from guard? Never. Really? It's, it's oh, from do, wait, right? hold on. They're in my close guard? Yes. Uh, not very frequently. Not very frequently, but like you've got to do some work to make Absolutely. that finish, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to pull their hips down so you can push the arm back far enough. You also have to get the arm away from them, which can be a little tricky. Sure, and a lot of the times there's a lot of resistance. It doesn't quite work the way you want it to, but you're actually transitioning out, and you won't probably end up too much in full guard for too long, right? Correct. Okay. No, I'm using it as a sweep, yeah, especially. Yeah, yeah. well, what if I were to tell you that the Undertaker got put in a Kimura by Brock Lesnar and then was trying to pin him with it because the shoulders would be on the mat. I was like, wait, uh, hold on. I'm, I'm doing the logistics of my, okay, keep going. So as he goes to pin him. Pin with a Kimura? Yes. So, you know, okay. Brock's got the Kimura, but the Undertaker, while in Kimura, kind of jumps up and is getting Brock's shoulders to the ground. When he does that, the ref's a little distracted to the point where the ref doesn't see that the Undertaker taps out. Now, Kev, the Undertaker has never tapped out. Uh-oh. Ever. Okay. Okay. There is one false finish that happened where uh, Kurt Angle uh, basically <laughs> got him in a triangle choke. And I mean the loosest version of a triangle choke, Kevin, when I say yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but they counted it as a pin as the Undertaker happened to be tapping, but that never counted. This was the Undertaker tapping. But the ref didn't see it because he was busy counting the pin. And the person who was doing the timekeeping said, oh, he's tapping out. I'm going to go ahead and call the match. Can I just say that shoddy refereeing? It really is. You got to be on the ball. You got to see if people are tapping. And frankly, I do think not enough is made of like how hilariously terrible the referees are for pro wrestling. Like They are the ultimate like rodeo clown, basically. But why don't it, they have their thing. own Nevada State Athletic Commission? That, and that's the question. And until they do, it's going to be very hard to take them seriously, it's be a especially with all of them, all of the problems they've been having. Raph, I mean, one of them got knocked out earlier as the John mm -hmm. Stewart had to take over. So Rough you night. see all these things happening, and 
nobody sees that the Undertaker is tapped out. There's not an angle that they use. But they allow the match to continue because, okay, well, they didn't see it. Well, the Undertaker then proceeds to use what is referred to by the commentators as the Hell's Gate, otherwise known as a go-go plata. Now, Kev, I'm saying the phrase go-go plata as loosely as I possibly can. I I believe that goes without saying when okay. it comes to any of the tactics you're referring to. For example, it would be very hard to Kimura someone while pinning them. Yes. So, Brock Lesnar passes out. And that gives blood the Undertaker loss? the win. Uh, well, not from blood loss, but I mean the from the choke, question mark? I don't know. So the Undertaker gets the win, but then they show a little bit later on the replay, yes, he did in fact tap out. But Kev, here's the best part of it. Brock Lesnar was opening his guard as the Undertaker was doing it. And the Undertaker chose to like hip up a little bit more and try and push him into the ground. So my thing is here, guys. We need to go over with some basic Kimura defense with The Undertaker. Have you tweeted him? Because I think, you know, you you could obviously do that with him. You could. I don't know him. that he has a Twitter. Okay, so how do you get in touch with The Undertaker? I mean, first things first, do mm. we know where he practices his mortuary uh, services? Not really, but I know he's from Death Valley. Is that so. a real place? <laughs> yes. Sorry, I was just imagining Poor wow. Island. I was <laughs> glad that's where your brain went. Anyway, uh, I would invite all of you guys. We're probably going to put up some meme or something to that effect. Oh, probably verbal tap fans. There's a chance Raph is going to put up a meme about the SummerSlam. Everyone's like, oh, how big a chance? Is it 90? Is it 50? We need to know. You need to know uh, that some of our best performing memes have been pro wrestling ones so no one's we're mocking we as verbal tap mma exclusionists are just making fun of you we're not dissing it we get it that's That's fine that's that's fine plus that meme i still love that one of the kid from speaking the undertaker when he lost that was some great you don't have to like you don't have to love pro wrestling to enjoy that like that's always good stuff and you know what i'm gonna send you right now the meme that will be going up later uh for a different reason all uh, together, but I think you'll enjoy it. It is actually now to your Facebook if you want to go and look at that. I think you'll be quite entertained by it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. It's now on your Facebook. Oh, gosh. Yeah, when you try out that new leg lock. <laughs> People should tune into Verbal Taps, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook feed so you can see this funny business. It's just a preview. That means you have to look at our Instagram. You know, it's a little thing we call a commercial. But anyway, Kev, so that's all happening there. Um, I think you guys will be entertained by it. I want to give two quick shout outs on this one to our good friend Douglas James, who is a pro wrestler himself, who is looking to come on the show at some point and explain things to you. So we'll, we'll get there when we get there, Kev. But uh, we will keep you updated on the continuing saga that is Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker. And I also want to give a shout out to my good friend, Chris Gagne, who... I mean, he was just upset I didn't watch it with him. So he just said, can you shout me out on the podcast? And I said, yeah, I guess so. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. I like that. Um, You are. Well, first of all, thanks for updating us on SummerSlam. You're welcome. I believe I speak for everyone. When I say, like, that's who I was starting to get itchy. I was like, gosh, I need to find some results. Uh, you're doing some cool commentary stuff 
with a very cool group of people that we're great friends with. Would you like to explain to the people what you're doing so they can hear your sultry voice? <laughs> yes. So what's happening in uh, the near future is I'm going to be doing color commentary with our good friend Josh, e- or Josh Evans, John Evans, uh, for I the day. No, I'm pretty sure it's Josh. It Sorry. Was... There is a tweet that just went up from Josh Salmon about what happened. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of looking no, at that. I'm completely in. Who remembers? But, uh, uh, anyway, you so, and yeah, Jason Evans are doing commentary. Me and Jason Evans, we are going to be doing some really cool commentary for Nawaza. This is going to be the Nawaza Challenge. There's going to be 16 people competing in a really cool tournament. Everything is all go. It is on September 13th. So it is going to be live stream for you guys all to see. Uh, we want you guys to be engaged and, and tweet at us and tell us what you think of the matches as they're going on. I cannot reveal who is going to be a part of it yet, Kev, but there are some very cool names. Maybe people who you have seen on other grappling kind of shows that would not shock me um our friends over at nuaza apparel and it's you know this is this is this exclusively nuaza putting it on uh i believe it is yes it is that's so, so it's... cool uh no i'm we're we're stoked and if i could put my obviously i don't think rap's all that talented or funny uh, but I think you and uh, John are a great choice for this. You guys are going to do a fantastic job um, with the grappling. So people should tune into this. Plus, Nuaza just keeps doing great things for jujitsu. All you can ask is that, you know, companies just sort of, especially, you know, they don't feel like a company. It feels like people, which is great. And I think the tournament's going to reflect that. So I'm jacked to watch this. Uh, and not just because. You know, you and Jeeves Evans are going to be doing it, but because it's probably going to be some great jujitsu. Absolutely. And can we um, call him Jeeves now? Can we say it's Jeeves on the table? He might be a little confused or just go with it <laughs> unwittingly. He's really attractive, so he probably won't even notice. Just be like, yeah, uh, hey. you know, it was weird, and I'll I'll share this story with you guys because He's in the you bubble. know you're you're my people. John and I, while training yesterday. We look at each other and we realize we're both wearing the same green Adidas jujitsu shirt. And uh, I tell him this. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that you didn't call me to prepare this beforehand. And uh, we laugh about it. So we get through it. But then John and I have to go into like a store real quick to grab some water or something. And we go and there's a cart full of water that John's getting for the gym and, and himself. And then we realized that it was just the two of us with a shopping cart buying a whole bunch of water, wearing the same shirts. We were just like, well, yeah, no, it's super cute. But uh, we were like, well, that just happened. And I told John, I was like, I go, John, for all they know, we're sponsored. And John goes, yeah, that's it. That was the end of it. So, anyway, that's the guy who I'm going to be doing color commentary with in two weeks. And uh, I could not be more excited because John is good people. And I've said this to you guys, uh, you know, on air and on our social media, but we are looking forward to giving you guys a really good show. We are really committed to doing something unique and fun. So, we hope you guys tune in and uh, it's going to be a blast, man. There's no doubt it will be. Can't wait. I'll be tuning in. So uh, good luck and uh, can't wait to see more. Can't wait to I, hear his fighting. Yes. Raph's yes. not being coy. I don't know either. 
So. Yes, I'm not telling Kevin, and that is on no. purpose because he would probably tell everybody. Oh, already I would have said it out loud. Yeah, totally. yeah. Kevin's great at keeping things coded. Are you ready to go talk to our friend? Well, before we do, we should mention one thing. We are taking a break for a week. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're kind of stepping out. Well, you're going to be pretty damn busy during yes. that time. So and a so break's not the right word. I'm moving to Denver, Colorado on Saturday. Like, that's pretty much this week. I am doing it and loading up, and Raph is being nice enough to... You know, he's still going to be doing all of his craziness. Might even be doing a cool audio segment right here for you guys. So you're going to get plenty of content, content, <laughs> verbal tap fans. Content. Uh, so, content, yeah, Jeeves, Evans, uh, <laughs> you're going to get plenty. Of, we're doing great. Guys. Mm-hmm. You're going to get plenty of content, some fun stuff, some fun coverage. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to everybody on the other side of the country. And I'll tell you this. Uh, Kev is usually uh, very good about this sort of stuff. But to his credit... He was asking us, he's like, hey, when do you guys want to do the podcast? Because I'll, I'll be in Denver by, like, Monday, but I may have I can, internet. But, I, like, we can do it Comcast. still, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, kudos to Kevin. He's come a long way. I can he take really- the mic to my parents. Their internet's terrible. It's, I don't, yeah. We can have you do another conversation amongst the birds, you know? I mean... <laughs> Who didn't All enjoy those that. things are possible. So uh, credit to Kevin. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're just taking a, a small little hiatus for Kevin to go probably okay. about a week. I think we'll be back yeah. right after. Um, and we do moving. have some fun stuff yeah. planned for when he does get on the other side. So when Kevin gets to Colorado, we've got some really cool things uh, down the pipeline. So, yeah. Raph, what's between Colorado and Los Angeles? Vegas. Oh, <laughs> Well, that's as good a time as any to uh, go chat with the... We, we have a great conversation coming up about ADCC, maybe some over under Kevin. Don't be facetious, really. All right, guys, so we are, you know, we're since we're not going to be recording next week, uh, we're taking a short break so Kevin can go move. Appreciated. But- the sanctity of the over-under game sanctity. is so – it's so strong, Kevin, that we just can't take off uh, an entire episode without doing it. You know Couldn't that, right? We? No. Couldn't we? You're, you know no? that you are okay. contractually yeah. obligated to do this segment of the show. I know I am contractually obligated, yes. Yeah. I'm, so, and, I've, and with that, I gave it the same attention to detail I always give it, Ref. <laughs> Well, a reading pass through is, yes, definitely one that you, you gave all the attention you could. But, you know, Kevin, we always look for opponents far and wide. It's sometimes a fighter. It's sometimes, you know, one of the good friends of the show. This time I thought, what if we got a writer who's very well respected in the community? Why would you think that? Why would you think a writer would be a good matchup? I need you to go smaller, Raph. I need you to stop shooting for the stars here. Look, here's the thing. I... A, we can't back out of it now because he's on the line. So, fair, fair. You know, but I want, for the record, my back. opposition noted. First of all, your opposition is always noted. But I feel that we've been lollygagging long enough that we should really just get to the guest <laughs> and uh, welcome him so he can say words as opposed to just listening quietly. It's a, nice so it's a nice today. test of their martial nice arts discipline. It's like, let's just keep talking about how I'm not very good at this. Let's and do that. And here's the thing, Kev. Ask me if he's the purple bell as well. 
Oh, you're just being an asshole now, is he? He's not. No, oh, he is a purple belt. Damn it. Okay. So, respected and a purple belt. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome from Bloody Elbow and Flow Grappling. We have our good friend, T.P. Grant. T.P., how you doing today, man? I'm good. You were introducing me and said that you guys were getting a respected writer in here. So, when's he getting on the line? <laughs> oh, you and your trademark self-deprecation tv's already mentioned he's like i'm like four drinks in off air so we're fine yeah we're good to go everybody's winning which well it's a ufc night i'm 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 kind of relaxing it's my last weekend of the summer so you know i'm enjoying myself a little bit okay you you've said a few things that raises a few questions number one when a ufc is happening as a respected reporter are you drinking along with it is that a requirement i'm not necessarily being paid to cover said UFC event. So when I do, I, I pretty much enjoy it like a fan and I'll sit down with a drink and just kind of watch it and tweet about it. But I'm not actually don't have any actual writing obligations with this event. So when I do, I tend to kind of sit down and actually like take notes and, and do things that you're supposed to do. But when no one's paying me to do that spirit, I'm going to drink and enjoy some fights. <laughs> So when you're doing that, do you ever oh, yeah. look at your notes later after drinking and go, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, that drinking is not required for me to look at my notes and be like, <laughs> what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> I love it. And, uh, you know, uh, we just had AJ on recently and he was yeah. talking about flow grappling, correct? Correct. Okay. Tell us about that because you're involved in that. And Kevin and I want to hear. I was 100%. just going to say, I was like, I saw the flow grappling on his uh, Twitter bio. And I was like, we need to know. We need to hear some more about this. Well, uh, so, yeah, actually, in May, they reached out to me and, um, and, and made me a pretty generous job offer that I, for a couple of reasons, I had to turn down. Um, one of the big ones being that I, I would have needed to relocate. So I'm not with flow grappling. Um, as like a full-time writer, I'm just freelancing for them a little bit. Uh, I, I talked to one of the guys over there and proposed pieces and then put things together. Um, but I'm been, I've been in contact with them while they've been putting it together. And it sounds like they've got something really good going on over there. Um, I've always been a fan of flow wrestling as much as I follow the sport of wrestling, which isn't much, but I've followed them for quite a bit just for like technique videos on takedowns and things like that. And it's pretty exciting that, that, you know, jujitsu and grappling in general is getting a a little bit more like legitimate sport coverage. Because I don't think I don't think people in the jujitsu community are are exactly used to that. We're used to it be kind of like our competition as a community. Um, But now it's going to be treated more like a legitimate sport in some ways with this website. And I'm interested to see how how people react to that. I'm curious too. I really am, and I, I I agree. It's funny to hear you be the flow grappling. It's like, oh yeah, I have also looked at those videos. Or when they have a really cool match that has like a weird takedown or like a backplanting. Um... Oh, oh yeah. Flow wrestling on on Facebook is always good for like a takedown. That just exactly. like when you watch it, you feel your own teeth crack. <laughs> they do a cartwheel <laughs> out of something, and you're just like, what? Why? What was the cartwheel? How do you? Are my legs supposed to do that? Yeah, it, well, and TP, we're we're already getting to it. You're you're big into the grappling community. You do follow it quite a bit. I 
I do follow grappling. When it, when it comes down to it, I'm more of an MMA guy. Like, if I have to pick between a big MMA event and a big grappling event, I'm going to watch MMA because that's kind of what got me into it. But I really, like, grappling is the thing that, like, mystified me when I first started watching grappling and, or when I first started watching MMA. And then it kind of pulled me in to the point where I started doing some jiu-jitsu. And then once I started doing jiu-jitsu, I wanted to learn how to do all the other stuff. And I'm... At this point, uh, I, I like to think of myself as a thoroughly mediocre purple belt who is training. I'm training in Chicago in like a smaller school, and I do jujitsu. I dabble around in sambo. I have a guy uh, who I train with regularly who's very big into wrestling. Who I'll work some of my takedowns with, and I just kind of generally try to broaden my grappling horizons whenever I can. Well, I think that raises an interesting point to me. When someone says they dabble in Sambo, what do you mean by that? Sambo doesn't sound like the kind of gentle art that you just kind of dabble. No, it's like an undercover police officer dabbles in drug use. Like Mm. when you get into something that intense. I don't mean to speak for TP. Go ahead. Mm. You might know a little more than... I think, well, it, it, it depends on who you're training with. Um... Because, yes, if you go train, like, hardcore competitive Sambo in Russia, you're going to get beaten up quite badly. Um, I, I train with a couple guys in the American Sambo Association who uh, kind of get that, like, in, in our area, it's a little bit more of a hobbyist thing, so they go a little bit easier on all of us. Uh, and I'm mostly in there for... I find Sambo to be a really something that meshes really well with jujitsu because the rules concerning stand up and takedowns are way less restricted than judo. Um, and it meshes very well into how kind of jujitsu guys approach stand up with their posture. Uh, it's much closer to what we do as opposed to when you learn judo, you learn most traditional judo schools teach everything standing up from the traditional collar and sleeve grip. And one of the first things that we covered in the Sambo class was standing grip fighting and how to take an angle and, you know, changing levels and all these things that I feel are much more relevant to jujitsu. And I just love the little extra shot of aggression. It gives your ground game. Once you hit a takedown, I feel like the whole ground game becomes way more aggressive after a stand up battle, as opposed to when somebody just kind of like sits and grips and then you just kind of enter like a slightly slower paced guard passing fight. Noted. So when rolling with TP, start from the knees. All right. Well, that was an easy thing to figure out. So TP, starting uh, a little bit off, you know, normally we don't do this with a guest, but we actually like you. So we're oh. going to do something a little different than Speak we normally for yourself, do. Which... Raph, I'm still lukewarm. Save it, Kevin. Okay. okay. Listen, you will get around to tearing each other down, but let's build each other up by help. talking about ADCC because – uh, TP, when we booked him to be an over-under guest, was like, you want to talk ADCC? And I was like, holy shit. Sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Anybody wants to talk about jiu-jitsu and nerd out with us, you have a welcome spot on our show. So, TP, how many ADCCs have you watched now? Now, I know, you know MMA is kind of more your thing, but you've watched before, uh, correct, right? Correct. Uh, 2011 was probably the first one I really sat down and made time to watch the entire stream of it. Um, 2013, I feel my experience kind of paralleled most people's in which I caught bits and pieces of it because it, like everything about 2000, yeah, everything about it except the matches was awful. 
Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, all the fighters and, say that, too. The well, fighters are just yeah. like, ugh. It's terrible. And we should also probably talk about I'm sorry, you know, I can't let you go on and say that it was bad or terrible or imply that because did you not see the world's greatest halftime show otherwise known <laughs> as Asian aerobics? <laughs> uh, okay. So maybe that they got two things in their favor, but still, I mean, the stream was a little rough. <laughs> it was, was definitely terrible. rough. Uh, this year, uh, Budo Videos will be taking care of the stream, our good friends over there. So uh, Godspeed to those guys because uh, I definitely wish them the best when I saw them at EBI and was like, I looked at Budo Jake and I go, yeah, dude, good luck with that. I don't yeah. have any other words to say for you other than, Jesus, I hope that works. And, you know, he just kind of smiled. But in, in his own brain, I think he was like, yeah, I know. Yeah. So you're talking about the stream. You know, did you have any standout matches that you really, really enjoyed the last couple times you watched? Uh, I mean, from 2013, I think everyone's go-to is uh, Tonin and Crone, which was incredible. Um, seeing Dean Lister kind of make a run again in 2013 was a lot of fun. He He's just like, it's just one of those guys that you, you kind of expect there to be, you expect there to be a drop-off at some point. Like, everyone ages eventually. Um, but Dean is just able to continually come back and compete at a high level. Uh, and th- those two things to me were kind of what stood out from what I was able to see of 2013. Um, and I'm just, every time I look at the list for this, this, uh, year's ADCCs, I get increasingly more excited. I was just going to say, I would like a prediction about which weight class you think has the most explosion, and I'll give you some notables from each weight class. Rafa, when should play two? Well, oh, you already have one. TB's like, like, I already know it's minus 88. It's oh, 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 see, Kev, when you're a respected journalistic reporter, you write for a living, so you come prepared. I actually oh, brought my own notes. Fascinating. <laughs> um, just going off of it, I... I'm not sure which one I'm more excited for between 77 and 88. Okay. Um, 88 might be the most ridiculously stacked bracket we've seen in ADCCs. It is ridiculous. Um, We're talking about the, um, it's got Keenan, it's got Lovato, it's uh, got Yuri, it's got some big names. Yeah, it's got Baral, it's got Popovich, it's got Kalasans, and then even, like, the trial winners are good. I mean, like, Mike Perez is, like, a Mm -hmm. sneaky good guy. Uh, He just ran ran through the the trials and uh, hit a couple wrist locks, if I'm remembering things correctly. This is always, like... a man after my own heart, but yeah, absolutely. And you've, I mean, you've got Matthew Arroyo. Like there are some really good people in the in the minus eighty eight. I would only say minus seventy seven is a pretty tough place to live as well, because oh, you know yeah, Benson Henderson's think, in. It. So look out, everybody! Just in a grappling. I think in terms of action, I think you're going to get. I think seventy seven is going to be the one that has like the the jaw-dropping matches because you have some like incredibly high energy guys in there. Uh, Cause you know, obviously everyone's looking at Tonin and Ben Henderson. Uh, Gilbert Burns is going in there. Who's a fantastic grappler. Um, Davey yeah. Ramos, who's like sneaky, Davi Ramos. crazy aggressive. Davi Ramos has been like, he was with Atos before everybody knew about Atos. He's yeah. He's a crazy talented grappler. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I remember he came to Chicago once for one of the IBJJFs in town, and I just remember him. He he submitted Clark Gracie with like one of the more violent arm bars I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. And I will say the event though that I think uh, we'll all be watching with a lot of anticipation. Male ninety nine plus has some funny people. Um, some fantastic oh, yeah. grapplers. I'm just saying in addition, it's got some really funny pairings. You know, Jeff Munson's on the list right now, Dean Lister. There's some funny people. They're gonna be good. Vinny Magalese. Yeah, no, uh nine uh ninety nine up should be should be a good time too. Yeah. Vinny, uh I mean like how many times have how, I, I despite seeing it like I don't know, hundreds of times at this mm-hmm. point. I like still not tired of watching him work like some some crazy black magic to not get his arm broken by word doom. Ditto. Yeah, we I love mean, that. The best part about that is is that you see the switch and angle in which he is moving his arm. And he makes it look so easy that when you are drilling or doing that sort of thing, you're like, oh, all I have to do is just kind of get the angle and my arm doesn't go. It's gone. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we've established think, I'm not him. All right, continuing yeah, on. I, I think there's a fair amount of screaming involved when I tried to do that. <laughs> like, like, I just put my thumb here and then, yeah, and then it's just, just all all howling as my elbow goes the wrong way. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, the thing I'm interested to see in, in my own part is I'm interested to see if the year of Mackenzie Dern continues because she has been on a tear. I think now that we kind of have all these people there, I'd love to see any – like her with Nicolini, I will watch that any day. No problem. Tell me it's on and it's their nighttime fighting. Yep, I'll watch. Yeah, watching. Yeah, no, the the run of Mackenzie Dern in 2015 has been phenomenal. If she pulls this off, she becomes the face of women's jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I, I mean, like, hands down at this point. She's beaten Nicolini. She's beaten Gabby, which I, I really don't think she's going to be able to repeat beating Gabby in absolutes in, in Abu Dhabi. I, I mean, think she's not going to get the advantage, negative advantage win no. over Gabby Garcia at ADCC? <laughs> yeah. No. What's wrong with you? I'm going way out on the limb here, but I, I think just generally speaking, once you once you take away once you take away the grips against Gabby, it, it becomes it becomes a whole different animal. Um, I don't disagree and... with you, but I'm also at that same point of every time I see her fight Gabby Garcia, she looks like she's about to go into war, like in a fantasy movie with like a whole bunch of gnomes behind her and is just yelling with a spear in hand and be like, ah, cause she goes and she's literally climbing the tree. That is Gabby Garcia comparatively to her. So that's the thing that I, I think grips or no grips. Obviously there is some more difficulty without them, right. but I can think I, that yeah, I completely agree with you and I'm excited for that fight, but can I also get you guys to just, for a second, the ADC super fight between Galvao and Cyborg? Am I the only one that, like, can't wait? Can't physically wait for that? No, I'm on board with that. I mean, it's just, there's there's no aspect or, like, bracket or anything of this, of this event that isn't going to be exciting. I mean, I'm even pumped for Sperry versus Laborio. Yeah. Um, 
Like I, I want to see. I, I, I'm down with old man jiu-jitsu. I'm down with it. I want to see more of it. My my instructor is my my primary instructor right now is like old enough to pull social security checks and still manhandles twenty somethings. Um, <laughs> I do love well, it at ADCC. They call it the Stars Super Fight. So as not to like conflate, they they do that nice like almost like uh, hey these guys were really good. We should definitely match them up. They are really good. Yeah, it's like. not social security. It's stars security. Everybody. <laughs> Very. Uh, and Labordo is one of those dudes. Like I still there's still occasionally is a video of him like you know someone asks him to roll after a seminar and it's some like. It's some like skinny twenty-two-year-old kid, and Laborio will just like slam him on the ground, pass his guard, mount him, and armbar him. <laughs> I have to ask this because this is my favorite thing to guess. Uh, Kev, if you had to guess an absolute winner right now, gun to head, who would you pick? Gabby Garcia. Though I'm guessing that's not what you were. <laughs> that's not what you were asking about. A joke never gets old. Never, never. KJ community, never. Just know that I'm going. Never, I'm gonna. Never gets old. I'm doing this. Is I feel good about this pick. Okay. I really, genuinely, like. I just feel. Uh, I'm going with. Uh, I got to go with some Pena. Okay, Felipe Pena. And that's obviously a very bold choice. That's that's really getting out there and picking the under when don't you make bold choices i mean this is one of those times that i'm making bold choices (laughs) uh i will ask the same question over to you tp absolute winner Hmm. i'm not sure that's um respect yeah i'm I'm actually at a loss of four words Market right now. Mostly, everybody. I just didn't want between Keenan and Lovato. I was like, who am I scared of the most? And it's like, let's pick that's, someone. That's kind of, yeah, like Keenan's in there, and Keenan's always game in absolutes. Um, I kind of feel like Zanji's going to come on strong in there this we one. Go. I just, oh, that's a yeah, I'm going to go Zanji. What's he fighting? What's the under oh, 99? Wow. Oh, that's great. Sorry, that's awesome. And I would say if. We are are guessing uh, he is not a bad favorite for his division as well. So, TP, I think that's a very, very great bet. I was going to say, like, is it ever, like, I, I, I'm not sure, like, I'm really going on a limb picking Zanji. I think that's, like, that's, like, one of the safer ones out there in terms oh, of just, sure. like, eh, yeah, like, yeah. if I have to pick a guy out of jiu-jitsu, he's probably going to win a tournament. It's probably that guy. That's true, but I think people forget how good he is sometimes. I think it's because they don't see him every week. His competing schedule and time now is becoming a little more pick and shoes. And I think he's respecting the fact that a few years ago uh, he was talking about how he was injured. And I think he injured his groin at one of the worlds, not this world, but two worlds ago. And, you know, you get into those areas where you're not so much saying his jujitsu isn't great. I would argue most of these people on this list are pretty solid at what they do. Ah, it's Tom DeBlas in the same division. He's Fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and mail that no, part don't of the podcast. Tell him over I to said Tom. that. Dude, shut up, Brad. You forget we, <laughs> we know so many of these people in these divisions that it's so easy to call yeah, them up. Yeah, but there aren't like, many that would genuinely put my name on a list until they forced me to cry. Tom's only a few on the list there. I think you undersell the hate us ratio of our former guests. They. <laughs> 
will and Kev, I want to defer and go off track here real quick because here's what I realized this weekend. We're having fun with ADCC. Uh, It's not just ADCC, but I'm going to go off on a quick tangent. Our good friend Josh Hinger, I retweeted a a photo of his, like a a meme that he put up. And he messages me and he's like, Raph, how come Grappling Weekly retweeted you and not me? (laughs) And I was like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, they're not going to retweet the one from the world-class athlete. They're going to go with the guy who's funny. And I don't know deal Sorry. with it but he was so competitive that he had to do that and i'm thinking to myself you know what this is indicative of all of our friends especially the ones who are here yeah, and josh by the way raf did that on purpose he sent an email to grappling weekly was like hey uh ignore josh he doesn't know what he's talking about Put Dude, mine do me a solid although i would like to point out here josh is our friend this yeah. is all competitive and then friendly uh but i realized two things kev they once retweeted something of mine that he retweeted, so it goes two ways, Josh. Ooh. So don't think I forget about that. But I will say the second part is this, Kevin, and this is why we do the jokes at our friend's expense here on the podcast, which is this. Yes, we may be joking at their expense, Kev, but do you think they would ever stop for one second if they had a submission on us? I physically know many of them would not. Exactly. So, yes, let's make fun of them as much as we can from the safety of our homes. Speaking of. Oh, man, that's the downside of living in California, guys. You got to be out in Chicago where nobody of, like, you know, there's pretty much not a ton of grapplers out here. Very very little repercussions coming your way. Oh, 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 <laughs> T. Oh, ye of little knowledge. I know many seminars then, down in Chicago. Don't worry. I know where to say. Well, we just we just take them out for deepness first, and then they're too full to actually <laughs> grapple. Yeah, okay. You have a very flawed fan, uh, plan if you think they're going to be going out for deep dish, especially if they have to cut weight. Unless Good check of them. Yeah, that's the oh, seminar. seminar. And bad news for that, yeah, yeah. he'll still be just fine. You'd be you'd be shocked the number of people who come out like because I'm I'm from Chicago. Most people from Chicago don't eat deep dish. Like yeah. you go through a phase when you're like high school, and then you get over it and. Like, but the number of people who come out here and are like, you know, like jujitsu people and fighters, and they're just like, oh, we got to go get deep dish. It's it's mind boggling. Well, the I hear it's the acai of Chicago. Bring it to me. <laughs> yeah, Chicago's version of acai. That'd be a great T-shirt. Um, so, Kev. Yeah, I'm starting other... to feel some animosity towards TP, basically okay. for his general ease. I don't okay. like how relaxed he is. He seems very comfortable in this environment. Does he sound more well-educated than you? Yeah. And for someone from Chicago. Is, is that hard? I don't. He's being. He's Now he's being flippant, Raph. You, you started as. Just... <laughs> he's being flippant. Well, uh, uh, TP, before we move on, do you have anything that you want to say left about uh, ADCC? Uh, I mean, I'm. Nah, not really. Aside from the fact that I'm really pumped to see it, and I'm, I'm curious. To, we talked about the year of Mackenzie Dern continuing. I'm also curious to see if the year of Eddie Cummings continues yeah. in ADCC. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that because I mean, I think he's got he's got a manageable field in the sense that both Meow and and uh, Mendez are out. He's still got a lot of tough dudes in there. And, of course, Cabrinha, who I I really hope to see Cabrinha versus Cummings at some point because I really want to see how they match up. 
Well, you're not wrong there because there's also the possibility of Geo and Jeff Glover. Yep, yeah. Who knows what the shit can go on there? Raiders in the division. Uh, and I mean, yeah, I was just about to get to Raider. I mean, there are no wrong it, answers there. Jeff Glover's counter to to Eddie Cummings entire leg lock game of like sit and like slide in on butterfly guard is to just walk on his hands towards Cummings. <laughs> That's genius. That's really funny. I want to take that thought as if it was my own, but uh, I will. <laughs> and you know, the best part of all this is I feel that though, if I am watching Eddie Cummings and Jeff Glover, I don't partake in the weed but I would definitely need it because I feel like my mind would be so blown. I just need to relax a little bit and just go, man, I don't even, yeah, I, I can't even tell you. It's Donkey Guard versus every entry into so a heel hook I've ever seen. Is he being lowered from a crane right now? Like, how is Jeff approaching the match? Is Where is Eddie? Has anyone seen him? He seems to I'm have gone. I'm actually curious into... about this now. Go ahead. Like, if I ever get to talk to Eddie again, I'm just going to have to, like, ask him, like, so what are your heel hook entries versus donkey guard? Like, let's run this down. If a guy's in a handstand, how are you heel hooking him? Be honest, Eddie. (laughs) Be honest. And he'll probably just tell you, you have to wait for ADCC only on pay-per-view live from Budo Videos. So... All right. Well, I, I think you have matched our excitement on that, but we have real business to do here. TP, are you ready to play over under Kevin? Let's do it. Right. This sounds like a really weird, like, adults-only game, just for the record. Don't make it weird. <laughs> That's on you. It's not on us. Though, technically, Rap, it has only been adults that have been playing. If we're just... I... Listen, I don't know that that's the bad thing. Like, why would that be a bad... This is weird. Cue music! It very much sounds like a game in which two other adults need to participate with Kevin. Now it's time for a thrilling installment of... Over Kevin! Kevin! Well, the remix of my voice... the right one, Raph. Didn't do the remix. Didn't. I'm not going to give any points for doing what you're supposed to do on the show. Oh, that's so. Right. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another installment of Over Under Kevin. My name is Raph. I'll be your moderator. And uh, we have two participants here today. We have Kevin Phillips mm. of Sound Mind and Consciousness. Kevin, do you have anything that you'd like to lead off by saying? Well, you hinted that the best way to mind clarity is through herbal elevation. I can agree with you and tell you it has shown me the path. To the right fights great you're baked let's go to our other participant who is tp grant tp you are a respectable writer but now you're on this show where did it all go wrong uh you know i i almost backed out when i saw you were tweeting about whatever the wrestling was this this evening i, I now realize that it is a case yeah and i now realize not not following that instinct was a mistake Oh, wow. I didn't realize that we had a professional comedian on the line here, everybody. To be fair, I also comedian. almost canceled when I saw the wrestling tweet, so I'm I'm TV with him on that. I'm with That's fine. You guys can be with me, but we'll discuss a little bit later about the technicality of Brock Lesnar's powerful Kimura, which I guess either of you guys really understand. But let's get back to the game. The game is very simple. The way we work is we go out of order for every 
fight on the UFC 191 card. I pick them out of order, and then the gentlemen both have 15 seconds to say who they think will win. If I so feel like it, I will give them time for rebuttal. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the way the game is played. Gentlemen, do you both understand and comply to the rules? See. Okay. Sure. <laughs> wow. Well, it doesn't get any more exciting than that, folks. Look out. <laughs> TP clearly, as a writer, does not understand the uh, use of an exclamation mark, but that's okay. This he segment is sponsored by NOS for all your energy needs, everybody. Hey, drink NOS when you need to write for Bloody Elbow, but can't figure out your lead. Drink NOS. All right. <laughs> Let's go straight into the game. Uh, gentlemen, do you have any last words that you'd like to say to each other before you start? TP, we'll start with you. Yeah, my hair's better. Damn, that one hurt. Kev? Uh, look, this isn't bloody elbow, Raph. This is full bloody decisions. I'm sorry about that. that was I don't know. Let's not. Let, hold on. Well, I'm going to use take two. Okay. I'm ready, Raph. Let's do this. Use take two. Wow. All right. Use take two. Good note to yourself, Kevin. All right. With 15 seconds on the clock, Kev, you're going to start us off and is the first fight that we are going to with middleweight Joe Riggs versus Ron Stallings. Go. First of all, I love Riggs versus Stallings as like a general. These are the two coolest nicknames in it that exist. And I'm going to go with Ron Choir Ball boy stallings because he's fought one third of the fights right. in the ufc thank you very much all right tp it is to you 15 seconds on the clock i'm also going with stallings um longtime veteran and and joe riggs has literally in the last calendar year tko tko'd himself taking someone down <laughs> and well, you're is that a bad sign is that i Kev, you're you're now into rebuttal time. Oh, uh, but before you do, I'm going to give you a prompt, which is: is he overlooking the fact that uh, Joe Riggs also shot himself, not just shot in on something? Yeah, I do think he. I, no, I don't think he's overlooking it because I think he's doing a good job sticking with what the facts are. But I think we should take a closer look at how Joe's preparing for this fight because it's probably, you know, Milwaukee's best and hot wings. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this, though, TP. If you were Joe Riggs, how would you prepare for this fight, knowing that you have shot yourself in the leg? One time. Uh, I would probably not clean my gun at any point during uh, training camp. Um, yeah, I would, I would just generally avoid my firearms until the after-fight celebration. Yeah. Wow, that's just not American. Let's no. go uh, to our next fight. Uh, TP, you're actually going to lead us off on this one. It is a lightweight fight between Joaquim Silva versus Nazareno Meligari. Go. This, uh, this one's a tough one. I'm going to go with uh, Nazareno on this one. A uh, little bit more experience, been around kind of in the peak years of his career. I think this is a Silva runs into a more experienced fighter and hits a wall. Okay, Kev, we've got 15 on the clock for you. I just, you know, as a jiu-jitsu person, I have to side with the grappler, obviously, and the person that's 7-0, and kind of, not so much in the UFC, but Joakim Silva, whose nickname is Neto BJJ on the UFC site. Picking up. Uh, I have to ask this over to you, TP. Uh, Kevin just called himself a jiu-jitsu guy. 
Uh, do you take any personal offense to that? Uh, I mean, like, I feel jujitsu guys everywhere kind of take offense to it. But also, you know, I'm I'm just getting an insight to Kevin's, like, the, the amount of time he spends looking at these guys. Because a simple fight finder research would have shown him that Nazarino has 15 submissions in his career. So, you know, like, <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> wow. Hold on. <laughs> You went straight for the heart on that one, Kev. Oh, God. 15 seconds for you to respond. Silva has BJJ in his name, and I believe I speak for everyone when I say it's not about research and facts. <laughs> what people's records say, it's about what's on the cover. All right, come on. This is easy. Before we go any further, I'm going to put 15 seconds on the clock for TP to respond. How many times do you think Kevin's won this game? Uh, I've only been listening to the show a couple months at this point. I'm going to go with never, maybe once. Did he win it once? He has won more than once. We can say more than once, but not all of the time. We've done 130 episodes and, uh, (laughs) yeah, I've won more than once. I would think more than, can you count it on two hands? No. Well, I hope you guys are having so fun. You gotta get some toes involved on that one. <laughs> nope, you don't even need those yet. He does, I was like, uh, while that is my default counting system, no, no toes required. Wow, that was that was genius. I want to listen to that segment all over again. Kev, we're gonna go back to you. It is a women's strawweight fight between Paige Van Zant and Alex Chambers. Yeah, I'm actually excited to see this fight, by the way. Boosting up that 115-pound division. I got to go. We saw Van Zant in the cage. Um, I don't remember if it was for uh, World Series of Fighting or UFC, but she's vicious. She's got some serious striking. 12-gauge, Cage Van Zant. Okay. 15 to you, TP. Van Zant, athleticism rules all in women's MMA. It's, It's pretty much the trump card. Van Zant's a better athlete. Um, and at this point, probably the better fighter overall than Alex Chambers. Hold on. When you said Trump card, were you referring to me, Donald Trump? Because that's the biggest Trump card of all. Uh, we have Donald Trump on retainer, TP. That's Sorry, right. Thank you, that. Kevin. Um, You're gross. Your analysis is terrible. If you guys don't remember, I actually had something to do with MMA. Do your research. Anyway. How, how are you involved? Maybe Kevin. Donald Trump, were... obviously. That's who we're talking to. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. I think the people know that when they hear this luxurious voice. It's golden. It's worth $4 billion. And yes, Rosie O'Donnell is a huge pig. But Kev, that's not the point. The point is this. If you MMA. did your research, you know that I was involved in Affliction MMA. That's right. Me, Fedor, the other guy. Oh, that one fatty. God. All the oh, things God. are coming together about why the T-shirts look the way they look now. Thanks, Donald. That's anyway, I want to close this by saying, TP, you're doing a great job. You're huge. You're great. Kevin, you're a loser. You're like that Thank Rosie you. O'Donnell character. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the end for me. Thank you. Vote Trump 2016. You're fired. Donald Trump, presidential candidate and front runner. That's good. Thanks for stopping by, Donald. It's always a pleasure. He's... Sorry, guys. He's our fourth um, favorite repeat guest after GSP. Hey, Raph, you're back. Good. I you know keep, the keep Trump line. He just came in for a second. We're good. Let's go to our next part. Sorry, guys. I got bought off by Trump, so we're just going to keep rolling. No big deal. He keeps uh, the bills going. I mean, somebody's got to pay for this podcast. We are going next to a featherweight fight. We're going to have TP start. It's Clay Collard versus Tiago Trader. 
Uh, this one I'm a little stuck on. I'm going to go Clay Collard. For no particular reason. Snap decision. <laughs> oh. Well. That, okay. Well, your time's done now. Kev, 15. Yep. Well, someone's not uh, subscribed to the abs ratio of picking fighters, but I'm going to go with the tractor, Tiago Trader. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. TP, you didn't have any insight as to why you were picking Clay for any reason, but do you have any insight as to why Kevin is picking the traitor? Uh, well, I mean, just let's talk basic kicking strategy here to win the actual kicking game. There's got to be some difference between our picks. So this is clearly my one of my weaker picks because I don't really have a thought process behind it. So he's making a power move. Interesting. Kev, is it a power move? Well, correction, it's one of his many weak picks. And it's a little <laughs> bit of a power move because I also know that the tractor likes the arm triangle, Raph. Official finish of this it podcast. It is a favorite of this podcast. I'm not going to so lie. So maybe that's where the choice came from. But, gentlemen, uh, if I can be so bold as to state facts on this show, you've only disagreed about two fights. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, he didn't. I mean, like, I'm agreeing with him, so my picks are clearly terrible. I mean, <laughs> this is known. My picks are always bad. <laughs> yeah. Do you do picking stuff on your real time journalism job? No, not really. I did uh, a couple years ago. I actually did fairly well because I actually watched tape and, and broke down. I, I talk about uh, the younger fighters on a uh, on a podcast, uh, but I usually do my research for that on Wednesdays. So I haven't really looked over this card quite yet, so this is kind of my first look thoughts that you guys are getting here. Oh, no. You haven't had the time to properly prepare. Whatever will you do? Uh, well, you know, I, I make, I make do. Well, maybe we'll find out. We'll I guess see about your do making. Yeah. Kev, you're going to start off with something. This next fight is a women's bantamweight fight between Jessica Andrade and Raquel Pennington. Uh, as much as I want to pick someone with a really cool league name, like the Andrade, I got to go with Raquel Rocky Pennington. Now, this is despite looking at the picture and seeing Jessica Andrade's guns. I'm going standard, sticking with our tough 20, Raquel Pennington. Okay. TP? Was it tough 20? Yeah, I'm going with Andrade because she's quite good at fighting, and Pennington is, is scrappy as heck, but um, I, I feel like Andrade is going to win this fight. Okay, the uh -huh. two of you are agreeing too much on this. So, Kevin, tell me one thing that you dislike about TP. Uh, first of all, initials is a name. Uh, mm -hmm. Second of all, the Good hair call. comment. Third of all, can we please stop mentioning Chicago? Like, it's this mecca of a place he has to announce. Like, we get Ooh. it. Uh, that's where Second City is. Okay, Was that stop there. Okay. Kev, thank you. TP, you have 15 seconds. Name one thing that is wrong with Kevin. Besides his voice? Mm -hmm. Yeah, besides that. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, options here. I mean, he just picked Raquel Pennington. I mean, that's kind of a problem. Okay. Well, you're going analysis, which has no place on this show, but let's go to our next fight. TP, you're going to lead us off. It's a late heavyweight match between Jan Blachwitz versus Corey Anderson. 
Okay, real quick. We were talking excellent nicknames here. Corey Anderson is amazing for the ridiculousness of his nickname. I agree. Uh, apparently, yes, he, his beasting cannot be contained in our silly time-space continuum of 24 hours and 7 days. Um, that said, he, he does not win this fight. Jan, Jan is winning this fight. Uh, way more experienced fighter. Uh, Anderson could actually be something in at light heavyweight someday, but he's still quite raw. Kev, Kev, 15. Oh, come on. Poland? Please. You're giving Jan Blachowicz a little bit more credit than I feel like Jan maybe deserves. Beaston, 26 by 9, Raph. Corey. Okay, first of all, I'm going to stop both of you because you keep trying to pronounce the name right as Jan. No, Jan. it's Jan. Look at it. Jan? It fucking reads Jan. I'm not calling him Jan. It's Jan. I like, I'm really glad you're choosing this line in the sand to be like, no. Am I wrong? Tell me. No further. Here and no further. Yeah, he's like, it's one thing to utilize this language for all that you've done, but I will not be pronouncing it Jan. Listen, I'm Jan Blackowicz. It is. How to say my name? Listen, if you come here, you get it pronounced the way we say it, America. I'm done. I'm amused that, that, that we're supposed to be pitting myself and Kevin against each other, and yet we seem to be uniting here. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, TP. You and I aren't on oh, any well. same page. I'm just glad refs choosing. I don't know. I'm not really going against either of you, but I am kind of interested to find out one thing, which is that, you know, in jiu-jitsu, when you kind of fall for something and you didn't realize it and then you end up getting swept. Is that what's happening here, Kev, with TP? Probably. Hmm. That or it's like a Major League Three sort of situation. It's just he probably shouldn't have come up. Okay. That goes out to the one person who may also understand that reference. Major League Three. The one that nobody saw. <laughs> the Let's guy from to... Quantum Leap was in it. Come Scott on. Bacula? Yeah, yeah, yeah Scott Bakula was in it. But it's no Major League Two, let alone Major League. What is? Yeah, the Major true. League. That's true. All right, let's go to our next fight. Uh, I believe, Kevin, are you leading us off on this one? I'm leading this off. All right, it's Andre Olovsky versus Frank Mir. You will have 20 seconds on this one. I'm really excited about this fight, but I definitely don't need 20 seconds to back my man, Frank Mir. Love his fitness, love his cardio. Not sure he's going to win the fight. Don't give a shit. He might heel hook him. <laughs> heel hook time. Heel hook time from Frank Mir. For ADCC, that's why he's going to do it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, thank you for that. Uh, TP, you have 20 seconds. Go. You know, if you'd asked me first, I probably would have gone with Frank Mir, but just to annoy Kevin, I'm going to go with Andre, specifically because he lives primarily in Chicago and hangs out in Russian bathhouses, <laughs> bathhouses and, you know, leers at men while completely naked in steam rooms. No. Uh, hold on, Kev. I'm not giving you time to respond. This is 15 like seconds going directly one. back to TP. Go on. <laughs> no, uh, Andre, Andre lives in Chicago part of the time, and there's a famous Russian bathhouse that he has been known to frequent. And why do you know this? Uh, because the part of the grappling community will go hang out in like the steam rooms or whatever. I don't know. Uh, well, I got really shady real quick, Kev. 
You know, it, how do you know, just, TP? It was like I was there. I was sitting in the bathhouse. Yeah. Like, oh, you, ever, you ever seen you ever seen uh, Eastern Promises? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, but you know, man, I, you I don't want to say more more stabbing and murdering, but you know, it's Chicago. <laughs> it's pretty stabby and murdering. No, no, no. Yeah. When you say Chicago, yeah. the crime is implied. Don't worry about it. But also, yeah. You guys are batting a thousand on your movie references. Between Major League Three and Eastern Promises, we are reaching those three people who have seen both of those movies. <laughs> I was going to say we've combined for like seventy dollars earned at the box office, so we're good to go. It's not even seventy. I don't even want to tell you how much those movies made. It's not even close to seventy. So let's move on, guys. All right, uh, TP, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is. Bantam weight category: Francisco Rivera versus John Lineker. Uh, Francisco Rivera. Uh, John Lineker throws bricks, but Rivera also has he he is underrated for his ability to put other men to sleep by hitting them in the face. <laughs> That's such an eloquently said thing, Kev. You've got fifteen. Can't cannot in good conscience as a child of the '90s and early 2000s vote against anyone whose nickname is Cisco. It's not happening. And plus, so I'm going with Rivera. John Lineker, Hands of Stone, is his nickname. You know what doesn't fly that fast? I'm not sure, Kevin. It sounds like your pick's a little incomplete. Uh, granite and it other sounds heavy like. What's the other Cisco song? The Thong song. It's also and there was probably another one, right? Yeah, <laughs> that one. It was about a dragon. He loved dragons. Cisco. Me too. I love yeah. the movie Get Over. Uh, no, wait. Yeah, Get Over It. He was amazing in that. Cisco. <laughs> wow. Yet another killer movie reference. This is the worst. TP, it's up to you now. Save this podcast. Fifteen seconds. Um. There's. There's absolutely nothing I can do. You guys, you guys are clearly doomed. I've, I, th- this is the end of of the podcast. This is it. Yeah, this was a, a good, good episode to finish on. I thought yeah, so. I thought so too. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, before we go to our next uh, fight, and uh, Kev, do you lead us off on this one? Uh, it is my turn. Yes. Okay. Took before we go any further. Uh, This is the part of the show when I like to tell people, the guest, that usually there's a wager, there's a bet between you and Kevin. Now, Kevin, what are some of the bets that you've lost? Oh, okay. You know, let's just go in order. Um, Well, I've had to do some apology videos. I had to change my name on Twitter um, to celebrate the person that beat me. Uh, in production right now is a song about my loss and a video about how DC jiu-jitsu is not as good as LA jiu-jitsu. Uh, that one's really hurting, but there's a good monument shot, so that's nice. So knowing um, all those things, uh, TP, you don't have to say it now, but do you have kind of an idea of where you'd like to take a wager with Kevin? Oh, I have no idea. I'm I'm terrible with like bets like this, uh, prank bets or whatever they are. I'm awful with them. Uh, so. Perfect. It was we'll a great to, choice. We'll to, to, we'll to brainstorm out. ideas. <laughs> All right. Well, let's continue on. I, you have three fights to think about it. So start using that that well-educated and smart, smart man in MMA brain that you have. So, Kev, you've got this one. It is a lightweight fight between Ross Pearson versus Paul Felder. Go. Uh, really excited. Anytime. Ross, the real deal Pearson is getting in the cage. Fighting the Irish Dragon, 
I'm going to go against my instincts and pick Paul Felder. The Irish Dragon is something we're going to come back to in a little bit, but I'm going to go like Ross I always like it when Ross fights. So the fact that Kevin went against his instincts just show that he has finally learned that his instincts are terrible. Paul Felder. Sure. Why Paul Felder? Uh, Ross Pearson uh, hit the 10-year mark of his career, or actually think he's at the 11-year mark of his career. Paul Felder is part of like a newer wave of MMA strikers coming into that yeah. lightweight division. I think he's going to touch up Ross Pearson. Okay, Kev, we want to go back to that dragon comment. Oh, yeah, that's his nickname, the Irish I, I understand. Dragon. Tell me what you believe it means. Oh, God. Um, you know how when those people put that hat on and then go to bars and pour shots in people's mouths? I think mm-hmm. that's what he's referring to. <laughs> uh, I was just passing up the obvious Reign of Fire reference here. As we're going with, like, weird esoteric movies. I would like to point out that movie made the most out of the ones we've talked about. So. That's, that's still our biggest, yeah. Of the ones we've discussed this. Highest uh, grossing film. However, film. guys, it did star Matthew McConaughey before the McConaughey So yeah. definitely forget that. Uh, don't try your McConaughey, Kev. I won't. It's not, I won't. It's not strong enough yet. We've talked about uh, this. Yeah. Nope. All right. Uh, TP, we're going to go over to you. Light heavyweight bout between Anthony Johnson versus Jimmy Manuel. Uh, Anthony Johnson. Um, just all-around better fighter. The only, the only thing that really breaks Anthony Johnson as a fighter is getting taken down repeatedly, and Jimmy Manuel is not that dude. Interesting. Well... Hey. Go, poster boy. I'm taking it. This is my upset pick. I I liked it earlier in the week, and I still like it. What is Jimmy it? Manua. There you go. Okay. All right. Um, let me ask you this over here. So you're talking about high caliber wrestling, which you obviously encountered with DC, Ooh. but you don't think TP that there is another hole in Anthony Johnson's game. Uh, I mean, he he's really kind of put together a very nice striking game for himself at this point, um, and uh, works a little bit off counters. Manuel is kind of an aggressive dude, so I think Manuel is going to come forward and run into something pretty hard. Okay, Kev, what are your thoughts on that? How do you see this fight going? Two oh nine. Manuel is a Sacramento dude. Is that two oh nine? Wait, which is two oh nine? Two oh nine is Stockton. Damn it! So close. Uh, I just like I did not like what I saw out of Anthony Rumble Johnson that last fight. His confidence is shaken. Well, this is the time that yeah. people from Sacramento, the the two ten, will come and find you. Is it the time or is it the moment that he's now going to take the beating of? Oh man, I'm so pissed! I lost that fight to DC. Possibly, yeah. That's. I mean, are you trying to shit on my pick? I'm just doing what I'm doing here. I'm just asking the questions, Kevin. Well, it's a good question. I was going to say. I'll- there's also a fair point that the number of people who wouldn't look like utter shit in there with Daniel Cormier can be counted on one hand. <laughs> Don't worry. Kev has lots to say about wrestling. So when you guys are looking for somebody to really tell you what's up on Flow Wrestling, go to Kevin. I'm good at it. I have a lot of on-air opinions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, Raph, we were playing a game. 
You want to keep playing it? Or nope. You guys all done? I okay. want you to continue digging your grave. Yeah. It's okay. All right. Let's go to our final fight. Uh, before we do this, I'm going to let you know, yes, the bet is one thing, but also TP, be thinking as a tiebreaker since there are 11 fights and there's some inconsistencies between you guys agreeing on some and not that it may come down to tiebreakers. So think of who you would like to see uh, or who you think will win fight of the night and then the two performances of the night. That's what we use as a tiebreaker here. But before that, I'm going to put 20 seconds on the clock for our championship bout between Demetrius Johnson and John Dodson. You have 20 seconds. Is this me? This is, I was actually going to go to TP. Perfect. Okay. Uh, in that case, uh, Demetrius Johnson, every time he goes out there, he gets better. Um, he had a pretty close fight with John Dodson, but at, that po- at this point, it is two years ago. Um, Demetrius Johnson is not the same fighter. I'll take Demetrius Johnson for the win. Probably a decision, but I wouldn't be shocked if he pulled out another like really late submission. Okay, Kev. Probably a decision is the funniest analysis TP's given. It's definitely not going to be a decision because the magician is going to make Demetrius Johnson disappear. He's taking that belt, Raph. Knockout, second round. My uh, my therapist uh, has been telling me uh, to deep breathe yeah. when Kevin is saying stupid stuff on the show. Oh, I saw on Vice the guy that can swim in the cold water does that too. So deep mm-hmm. breaths are very good. Deep breaths are very good. It's helping me. Thank you. Okay, Kev, um, I'm going to come back to you on this one in a minute. But Mighty Mouse gonna... versus the Magician, by the way, sounds like a Disney sort of. It's just a funny. It's basically Fantasia is what this match is. <laughs> yeah, it has, it has a Fantasia <laughs> feel to it. So we're going to call this the Fantasia match. Um, they should be doing that now. I don't know why they're not. Well, I think there's something called Disney rights. So, but who am I to say? That doesn't mean you, the internet, can't make it happen. We will gladly retweet anything you send to us that has <laughs> a Disneyland-esque spin on this. But TP, for you, you know, you're saying that you say Demetrius gets better and better. Is there not a small part of you that wants John Dotson to win this, though? Uh, I mean, Dobson generally has been a pretty exciting fighter his whole career, a little up and down at times. Um, I I wouldn't be opposed to him wearing a, a championship strap, but I really enjoy I really enjoyed Demetrius Johnson's uh, championship run. He's a uh, he's got a really fun, different grappling game that uh, I always enjoy when he gets out there. So I'm I'm looking forward to him getting in there, hopefully getting that win and uh, continuing on. Uh, to rule over flyweight because if he gets upset, I'm not sure what's next for the division. Yeah. Kev, uh, now, are you just wishful thinking? I know John Donson is an amazing fighter. but No, is this it... is this is me following a trend. If you okay. watch like people we've thought were undefeatable in, in the cage, this is 2015. No one's undefeatable in the cage. No one's ever Ronda been. And you, well, Ronda Rouse is undefeatable in the cage. Thanks for shitting on my point again, Raph. Like, which is not even on the card, and here you are. Uh, I think Dodson genuinely is hungry, and Demetrius Johnson is is very good, but he's also, uh, you know, a little boring. I'm ready for Dodson. That's I'm what I was going to get to. I want his business. Before Demetrius can... Johnson's a little bit of a boring fighter to me. He just Hold is. On. I know he's not to everybody else. Just is you're just me. you're going too much. First of all, you want his business. That's what you just said. 
Dotson's business. Yeah. Okay. Want him in charge <laughs> of that know belt. What that means. He's great. Have you ever seen the uh, stuff he does over at the Jackson MMA? He does no, the Jackson Winkle. Great, Johnny Kevin, does great videos. No great video. Nobody says it like that. Nobody says I want that fighter's business unless they are business. in the fighting game. <laughs> uh, TP, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Do people routinely say in the MMA world, I want that person's business? I've never heard that before. Okay, good. Thank you. Look, Kevin, what I was about to get to earlier before you rudely interrupted me was, are you just using wishful thinking because you find Demetrius Johnson to be so boring? Probably. Okay. okay but for, for, Dodson is good. Like, Dodson's good. Do you, do you not like submissions? I really enjoy submissions. Uh, Demetrius Johnson is 21 and 2. What's his submission record, right? I've never let anything get in the way of my facts, but you're talking about like, yeah, I don't know. The last one, the last second of the match, you know, loved it, loved it. But he had a really long string of just decisions. And the fight seemed to be one of those things where he will just be punching the shit out of someone and they'll be punching the shit out of him and then they'll tackle each other and no one's injured. That's great. It's just a little bored. The reason why we ask is because Kevin has a long history of saying how much he dislikes his fights. So he is consistent. And Even now at the expense of maybe picking the right one or maybe Can not. I also say before he had these few decisions, he was on an eight decision run. Before he had these few submissions, it was like eight straight decisions. So it's just all. Before we were like, what, do you not like submissions? Like, I do. One out of six isn't bad, but it's not great. I know, I know. You're saying Demetrius Johnson's boring. You know, 2012 wants to complain <laughs> back. Wow. Well, okay, before you go any further here, TP, I do want to take a moment to say that Demetrius Johnson recently was quoted as saying that Dave Scholler, the head of UFC PR, sat him down and had a discussion about his personality with him. Now, come on. Oh, that's funny. Can Isn't we all do that? Oh, yeah. TP, like, do you I'm have that to... bloody elbow? Do people sit you down and like, can we talk about just... Your person, your personality. <laughs> that would be a funny. TP, love your articles. You're great, but like great writing. You no like, no complaints on the job front. It's is just there anything nice or cool about you that like we can care about because we just don't. I, I mean, when you're talking about Demetrius Johnson outside the cage, like you're talking about a guy who quite literally can't turn dad mode off to the point where he like inserts like the the like toddler uh, curse words when he's like talking about an opponent see like, I don't even have dude... a problem with him outside the cage I find him kind of funny because he's also normally pretty straightforward he's like oh they can't beat me which is always nice but yeah dad mode he, he's he's completely business if fighting is what he does he he is all about getting better as like a mixed martial artist like he's very much the kind of dude that strikes me as the kind of guy who after he retires he'll still still go to the gym because he wants to like sharpen up his guillotine choke or something like that, just because he knows it's like a little off. Um, but other than that, dude, dude is really into being a father and really into playing Call of Duty, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's super boring. But do you think he's also the guy who shows up at the gym and it's like, "Hey guys, just drop the kids off." I know you didn't need an update, but I just wanted to tell everybody. <laughs> now let's fight, and they're like, "Good oh, job, God. let's roll, guys." Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> He I'm probably is. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
He's probably a beast on the mats too. I bet he's that. Like, he's probably really fun to roll with, but just like, oh my god, how do I weigh a hundred more pounds than that guy? Yeah, I was about to say. I think Kevin would be exponentially angry that this small, small dude is just running circles around. <laughs> if I could time. ever see him, I'm sure I would be. <laughs> if I if I had made eye contact, I'd be like, has anyone seen him? Well, uh, yeah, three I'm, times. I have no idea what's happening. I'm going with I'm going with he's probably an absolute beast to roll with just based on the speed of the arm bars he's hit in the last couple of years, and uh, the fact that he hit my like, hand on uh, Chris Cardiasso he hit my hands down favorite submission the North South Gamora, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah that 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 if nothing else would have won me over if I wasn't already a fan when when the guy hits my absolute favorite submission like that's it I'm I'm like marked out for that guy for life. Wow, he said marked out, like a pro wrestling term. That's strange. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and conclude our discussion on this, guys, which uh, I believe now takes us to the picking of the fight of the night and the performances of the night. Kev, you're going to start us off on that. Well, fight of the night is easy. They have really taken away any. They just all, It's going to be Demetrius Johnson versus Dobson. That's my fight of the night. Performances okay. of the night, the two of them. Mm-hmm. One is going to go to Frank Muir. Okay. The other one is going to go to Francisco Cisco Rivera. Yep, Cisco. Got it. Okay. You see that knockout. It's actually, it's, uh, if you're going to do it, it's that, because he does the thong, but he says tong to tong, which you have to figure oh, out a way to make that work. Like but he says tong to tong, because it's not like thong. It's tong knockout. I don't Yeah, there you go. I'll work on it. We'll work on it in post. TP, what do you got for us? <laughs> All right. Uh, I can't disagree with the fight of the night pick and Demetrius Johnson and Do- John Dotson. Um, Boring. They're going to give Paige Van Zandt a, uh, they're going to give Paige Van Zandt a uh, bonus if they can. Uh, so I'm picking her for one of the performance bonuses. And then I will reach down on the card and go Paul Felder and hope for the rare prelim bonus, uh, which probably won't happen. Correct. Yeah, probably not. But you know what? You're going fighting on your sword. And I think it's uh, it's an admirable kind of quality about you, TP. I, I respect the play here. You know, you possibly could lose to Kevin, a guy who's notoriously bad at this. But, you know, maybe you don't. That's the price you pay when you start drinking. It's true. Now that you've had some time to sober up, have you thought of any wagers that you would like to potentially put with Kevin? Ah, uh, hmm. So you've already done the Twitter name bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would say I, I would do a uh, Twitter avatar bet if we wanted to do something like that. Um, college football season is coming up. If you're a college football fan, we could do anything related to that. Interesting. Because I also have, um, I you are welcome to, uh, do you have a college team you'd cheer for? Who do you cheer for? Yes, uh, I I actually um, went to Ohio State around the same time that uh, AJ went there. Um, God, we we didn't we didn't directly know each other, but we knew we knew we had we had common we had, we had common acquaintances. Raph, I well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. When he says Go common ahead, acquaintances, out. it sounds like they did the same chick. Were they <laughs> man, person? No, I actually knew I, I knew people on the Jiu-Jitsu wrestling team. Oh, okay. So they definitely did the same trick. Anyway, Kev, what were you about to say? 
I was going to say, I want, I will give a 45 second video explaining that Ohio State's going to win the championship. Mm-hmm. But if he loses, I want a 45 second video with deep dish pizza explaining to me that it's not really pizza, it's just lasagna. Oh, well, you wouldn't have to win a bet to get that out of me. You already oh, heard okay. me say well, that's let's do something tourists, else, right? Then. Well, you said it was for tourists. What I want is like the public record that it's like, are we being pretty generous with the term deep dish pizza? Because it does feel like we are. It's like, this is lasagna. That's what we have. We've created. I mean, Kev, am I being bold in saying that maybe we should have TP eat an entire (laughs) deep dish pizza? (laughs) Certainly a piece while explaining his favorite podcast and that that's lasagna. I love this. I'm in on this. TP, what do you think of that? You guys want to watch me eat? Well, we want a 45-second... Um, well, no, now that I'm thinking about it, he's kind of completely turned me off on the idea. He's way oh, too no, no, realist no. about the... No, 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 it's not even realist. I don't want to watch you eat. I just know how much pain it brings you. Yeah, that, that it was more job. like we. you don't sound like you want it. So if you had to go procure deep dish pizza and then give a 45-second lecture on how you love Verbal Tap and that this is lasagna, it would just be we really annoying there. Yeah, to you. we could do was that. Mostly yeah. like, <laughs> it was mostly the motivation. Yeah, all right. Hey, you okay. heard it here. Lock it in. So Ken... We got Yeah, All Right from <laughs> MMA Journalist. From TP, who also at the very beginning of the show would ask, are you ready for this? Sure. Sure. So we went from <laughs> sure to yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, I've been drinking. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. Well, that wasn't the, that wasn't the question. So just to so make fine, sure, so it's going to be deep dish pizza for TP. And for Kevin, uh, TP, what did you want him to do again? Uh, he he offered to make a uh, like a, a forty five second Ohio State hype video. Ugh. Okay, just just getting Fucking... getting pumped for the Buckeyes. That god awful state in the union. Can we trade it for Puerto Rico? Can we just <laughs> make it a territory? Call it good. Uh. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I think that was an enlightening discussion. Uh, TP, thank you so much for previewing the ADC. Yeah, this went everywhere. It really did. It's <laughs> like yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking down at my notes, which say, uh, "Wow, we talked about uh, you know these movies like Major League Three and Eastern Promises." We, we, we went from ADCC to the UFC to Eastern Promises without like breaking a sweat. Absolutely, as if we were in some sort of weird Russian Turkish bath for some strange which reason. We also, I was just going to say, I was like, and it went to Russian bathhouses in Chicago. Like, even your downplaying of how you knew. About those things. They, they, all I'm saying is there's a bathhouse in Chicago where they quite literally have to post signs on the wall that forbid leering. <laughs> those are yep. for me. We're just being yep. honest. Well, that, that's how, that's how you know Russians are there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how you know the TP has been on this podcast. Yeah, I was like, TP, we'll, we'll be chatting with TP again. Esoteric references. But you know what, guys? We can't thank you enough uh, for coming on the show. TP, if people want to reach you and uh, see your stuff, where can they go? Uh, for my articles, you can go to bloodyable.com or occasionally flowgrappling.com. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter at, at TP underscore rant. That's good stuff, man. And uh, so what we usually do is we invite people to come back the week after the fights so are you up for coming back and making a return appearance to talk some fights with us 
Yeah, it should be good. Sounds good. All right. Well, you know, we can't thank you enough. You're a good guy. Uh, obviously, this has made <laughs> UFC 191 way more interesting than it was on paper. But uh, we thank you very much for your time. <laughs> that was difficult. Friend. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Because I'm looking at it still, and I'm like, eh, it's, it's okay. But anyway. <laughs> that was my immediate response. Yeah, TV, thanks for showing that. Well, no problem, guys. Woo! Raph, I maintain my undefeated streak, it feels like. It's not undefeated. And over under, Kevin. It's not. Oh, What's... unless you're talking about undefeated at losing. Because you are close to that, but you're still not that either. Well, you know, it's all about staying consistent. And I guess, to your point, yeah, I, I, I haven't maintained any sort of exclusive winning or losing rights. So I feel confident I'm going to add another column, another notch to the win column. That's how I feel confident. I feel so confident I couldn't column. say it. That's how good I feel. Hey, Kev, now that TP's off the show, like, what do you really yeah. think about him? You know, cool guy. Really funny. Yeah. Uh, he, was, uh, he, was, he was fun. Um, like, we'll have here's to chat the with him I again. Think- I think we have to do this now to make sure if the guests really pay attention to anything. Past oh, parts. oh, that's you know what a I mean? Call. This is like yeah. our real grading. We've always talked about that. Like we should mm-hmm. grade the guest. And then, you know, we said some things about Rafael Lovato Jr. At the end of his interview. And frankly, <clears throat> I don't think I'm alone. Mm-hmm. You know, he just uh, doesn't display passion for the event. And, you know, it's our job to say that at the end of the podcast. I mean, if we are <laughs> being true journalists. And, and I feel the same. You know, TP just he you couldn't sense that real depth of knowledge or uh, desire to to be a part of the MMA and grappling community. So, you know, well, tell me this, Lovato should see if they can rekindle the spark. I don't know. Oof, oof. I don't want to get involved in that. But Kev, what do you think TP stands for? I until this moment, I didn't think it was Tyler Perry. But please tell me that's what it stands for. <laughs> I think that'll take us to shout outs. Shout outs! It's time. I've, Raph, I got a stripe on Saturday. Congratulations. Some more jiu Thank you. Ton of fun. Uh, Andrew's, like, this week he was doing, like, this really cool, um, basically, like, a leg lock to heel hook. I mean, it was a foot lock to heel hook series that had a pass. It was awesome. So a lot of foot locks and transitions and some really cool, like, heel hooks and knee bars and just a ton of stuff going on this week. And then we put the gi back on Saturday. Which do you remember ooh. how to use it? It took me a few minutes to tie my belt, but of course I remembered how to use my amazing kawaii kimono that uh, the old Greek made for us. I call him the Greek because it's sort of got that wire feel. Jonathan Greek, thank yeah, you. But just the Greek, yeah. it's like a of cool BJJ ink and also kawaii kimonos. Thank you very and much. And makes the best gi that exists. It's yeah. amazing. It's a perfect key. And, uh, you know, it's got the verbal tap stuff on it. So good. I like that. It's, you know, your name in the podcast link. So cool. So uh, that was fun. But, you know, learned to tie the belt again. And we did some did some fun stuff. We had a cool 18-year-old. We had an 18-year-old and a 20-year-old blue belt, which is always like, God, why didn't I start it when I was 15? That's genius. That's good stuff. And you can feel their, like, crazy energy. But they are just like, oh, all right. let's go uh can't say enough about the training i've gotten in dc and around these parts um under the fada wilson correa 
it's just been uh, it was amazing. So it was another great class. Got one more tomorrow, and then you know all the moving stuff kicks in, and I'll just be back uh, sporadically. So uh, to all those you know people, and that's the nice thing about jujitsu. When you learn something three years ago from someone, but you still use it, they're still with you, which is cool. So big shout outs to those guys, Andrew uh bjj finder check all that stuff out you you know about him if you know about us so big thanks to those guys um he and brian were just beating the hell out of me on saturday which you know is pretty much all i need so that's uh that's gonna have the do beatings it for me, increased Raph. because they know you're leaving yes. like are they yeah. amping it up to be like you could feel it really yeah, especially how yeah. much we miss him oh for sure yeah like Andrew really goes for an additional wrist lock, even if he's tapped. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah. When is he going to remember this feeling? Almost never. So let's get that. He did go for two wrist locks, by the way. The gi is particularly bad because he can grab your elbow. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sorry. Uh, obviously, always a part of this podcast. So we, we definitely want to say thank you to them. And like Kevin says, we will always... Uh, be looking out for them and Kevin will go back and visit and uh, it's DC, you know, hopefully I'll find a reason to come back in the (laughs) near future. Uh, That's awesome, dude. So stoked. Uh, And that's going to do it for me, Raph. I'm going to have a lot more shout outs next week as I'm, or two weeks from now when I'm moving and doing all that stuff, but I can barely remember my name currently. So yes, Kevin has been powering through. So good job to him. Uh, I just want to shout out a few things. Let's go and shout out Valley Martial Arts Center. Today we had a really long open mat. So basically they opened it up at like 1 and they're like, yeah, you guys can stay until 4.30. So uh, I definitely stayed there for about a good two hours and a half, two and a half hours somewhere in there. Uh, Anyway, I really don't get the chance to go to the afternoon classes now with the Yob. And uh, it's really cool because uh, the instructor of the afternoon classes and I really don't get to train all that much. So today I got to do so. And much in the same way how you can tell when you're Kevin that they're going to miss you by the extra wrist locks. Yeah. The and the extra the extra little love, you know. Uh, Hassan tends to be really good at attacking legs. And uh, I was like, oh. Uh oh, no, he's definitely missed me because he is attacking every one of these things. <laughs> so uh, it was good rolling with him. And uh, to everybody who showed up today, uh, it was cool rolling with you guys. I also want to shout out Breakdown Academy and uh, just say really cool stuff and training going on over there as well. Um, you know, it's always fun when you get to watch people develop and and do all those new things and fun. And uh, we have some cool people who are are training there who are learning by the hour, which is scary. So props to everybody there. Let's also uh, say some nice words over to our friend Joe Soto, who put up a really, really cool link of our video that we did with him. We did a quick interview with him after EBI. I think it's a fun interview, so definitely check it out, you guys. And uh, we definitely also want to shout out I mean, everybody who's been sending us notes this week, it's been a busy week. So everybody who's uh, telling us how much they love the podcast and et cetera. So thank you guys. And I think I just want to do one last shout out over to our good friends at the Nawaza Challenge. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. So definitely keep your ear to the ground. I'm sorry, Kev. One more shout out. Oh, well, I Okay. You I know, know I how know. much it I uh, just don't say it's your last one and then do another one. But OK, I forgot that I found out the coolest news. So, you know, Cousin Marty. Yeah. Yes. 
Okay. Cousin Marty texted me that my cousin Richie, who is uh, younger than even him by a few years, <laughs> was uh, going to Gracie Worlds this weekend. And he competed at uh, Gracie Worlds. And uh, I didn't know he had started training. He's only started within the past three or four months. So uh, I just want to say I'm proud of the kid, and uh, I can't wait to hear all about it. But I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. So uh, props to you, Richie, and uh, definitely make your way on up here so you can train with me and Marty. But that will be my last shout-out. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. On behalf of all of Raph's cousins that are training, I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Kev, have you made any uh, CDs for your trip yet? I have not made any CDs for the trip. Can I make uh, one song suggestion? Of course. That ton ta ton ta ton. Good night and good fight. Oh. You didn't even say that. <laughs> I, 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 I started to rap. Oh, like, no. The podcast is broken, everybody. Podcast is broken. <laughs> He made us go back and do it. You're saying it. You are Why? not. We're not not saying it. <laughs> this show can end without me saying Just, it. Say it. Just fucking say it. No, it can't. You say it. I. It's not my catchphrase. Well, you fucking why say it. Why am I yelling? I don't know. I don't know why you're saying so <laughs> it. Like, your voice is raised, Kevin. Could you calm down? It's like, I could. For reals. All right. Well, Buenas noches and the end fights. <laughs> wow. Didn't know the Spanish word for fight. I think people probably got that. The extent by which you glued together that pass at my phrase is the best thing in the world. Good night and good fight, everybody. Oh.